scripture says, the just shall live by his faith. Meaning that the just man can only live by his faith. Praise the Lord. The man who has been justified, the man who has been declared innocent, the man who has been liberated from the powers of darkness can only express redemption through faith. Hallelujah. Redemption can only be expressed through faith. Say with me, redemption can only be expressed through my faith. Redemption in Christ Jesus can only be expressed through the demonstration of my faith. Without the demonstration of my faith, redemption cannot be expressed and the death of Christ cannot be validated. Hallelujah. This is, this is why it's, it's so important for us to understand the mysteries in the kingdom. The mystery of the kingdom. The mystery of the kingdom. Without faith, you cannot express the cross. Without faith, you cannot express the work of the Spirit. Without faith, the finished work of Christ cannot be validated. Praise the Lord. So that's what the scripture says that for without faith it is impossible to please him. You can only please God by the instrumentality of your faith. Alright. So we'll be looking at you know we started this series I think this is the third Sunday or the fourth Sunday. That faith is superior to the law. We did part one and two. And we did part one and two of your faith is your life. Your faith is what? Your life. Now today we are going to look at this vital aspect of faith which I've captioned or titled your faith makes you holy. Hallelujah. Amen. Your faith makes you what? Holy. Your faith makes you holy. Now, I believe that this is one area we need to spend a lot of time and a lot of teachings so that every one of us will come to this understanding. The holiness in the kingdom of God is an instrument of faith. Righteousness in the kingdom of God is an instrument of faith. Hallelujah. Your faith makes you holy. Your faith makes you holy. You can't be holy outside your faith. You can't be righteous outside faith. It's just not possible. And Abraham believed God and it was credited to his account as righteousness. Praise the Lord. Now, in Titus, I believe Titus 2.11, 
The scripture says, The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The grace of God, that, that's what? Amen. That brings salvation has appeared to all men. But the question is that how many men have received grace? Have all men received the grace of God? No. Not all men have received the grace of God. Even though it has appeared to all, not all have received it. Hallelujah. Even though the grace of God has appeared to all, not all have what? Received it. It's the same thing. Even though we are made righteous, not everyone is walking in the reality of this new creation. Even though we are made holy, not everyone is walking in this reality, but we are made holy. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The word salvation means deliverance. It means healing. Is that not it? Deliverance, healing. For the grace of God, that brings salvation has appeared to all men. But not every man have received that grace. Not every man have what? Received that grace. So let's go to Titus chapter 2. Verse 11 to 15. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. In what? In this present world. We should live what? Righteously, we should live soberly, we should live godly. Now, what is the scripture commanding us to, to do? Which way are we going to live? We are going to live godly, righteously, and what? What is the third word? And soberly. Hallelujah. He said we should live soberly. That was the first word. Righteously and godly. In this present world, in this present world, he said we should live soberly, righteously, godly. You can't live that by the energy of the flesh. You can't live that by self-will. You live that by faith. The just man shall live by his faith. So through faith in Christ, you live soberly. Through faith in Christ, you live righteously. Through faith in Christ, you live godly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is your faith that makes you live a godly life. It is your faith that makes you live a holy life. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now he went on to say, verse 13, he said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearance of the great God and our Savior, 
Jesus Christ. Verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. Hallelujah. That he might purify us from what? Purify unto himself a peculiar people. God purifies you based on your faith. Not on your works. He purifies you based on what? Based on your faith. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go back to one of the definitions of our, the, the uh, definition of faith. We said faith is the persuasion of God through his word. Faith is what? The persuasion of God through his word. So inside God's word lies faith. In other words, faith is the reality of the promises that God has promised us. If God has promised you anything, for that thing to be real, that thing becomes real by your faith. The promises of God becomes real by our what? By our faith. Amen? Now, let's go to the beginning. In Genesis chapter in Genesis chapter 6, sorry, Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. Genesis 5 verse 1. We'll come back to Titus. Let's establish our point here. Genesis chapter 5 verse 1. This is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man in the likeness of God made he him. Hallelujah. In the likeness of who? God. So man was created in the likeness of God. Man was created in the image of God. Amen? Man was created in the image of what? God. But then, let's go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 6. Genesis chapter 1 verse 6. Uh, sorry, verse 26. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Underline the word image. Underline the word likeness. Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Our exact copy. When it says something, when we say, you see the word likeness, Likeness means the exact copy, not photocopy. Likeness means what? The word likeness means what? The exact copy. So let us make man in our image. Let us make man our exact copy. I think this is one of the reasons why the devil got mad with Adam. Because Adam was the exact copy of God. Not photocopy. 
You know, when you photocopy something, even though it is still, it looks like the original, it is not the original copy. In most places, original copy is needed, not photocopy. Are you getting it? If you want to deal with the powers of darkness, you need to manifest your originality, not your photocopy. You have to be original. Hallelujah. Save me, I am the original of God. I am the original image of God. I am the original image of God the Father. I am the original image of God the Son. I am the original image of God the Holy Ghost. And the devil cannot do anything about it. Hallelujah. The devil cannot do anything about it. You are the exact image of God. You are the exact image of God. You are the exact image of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you one of the likeness of God. The likeness of God is that God is holy. Amen. The likeness of God is what? God is holy. He said it in the Old Testament. Be you holy as I am holy. If God is holy, his children are holy. Amen. If God is holy, his children are what? Holy. A goat can never give birth to a lion. The day you see that it will be a demonic manifestation. It will be what? A demonic manifestation. Let us make man after our likeness. After our likeness. Hallelujah. Alright. Now, you see the word, let us make man after our image and after our likeness. Image and likeness. You see the word image there. About the third definition of that word is also called imagination. The word image there is also called what? Imagination. The word image there, another definition for the word image is frame. Is what? Frame. The door frame. If you go deep and you search for this word, is the same word that is used in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. He says, For we, he said, Now we understand. He said, Faith is the substance of things so for the evidence of things not in verse 2. For we understand that the words were framed. See the word frame? The word frame in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2 is the word image. Hallelujah. It's the same word for what? Image. That the words were framed by the word of God. It's the same word. It's the same word. Now, if you go to if you go to uh, Psalms 104 verse 14 Psalms 104 verse 14 the scripture says, For God knows our frame. The word frame also is our image or our imaginations. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let us make man in our own image. Let us make man after our imagination. Let us make man to have our mind. Let us make man to have our physical structure. Let us make man like us. Let us make man to have our nature. It was that nature the devil came and corrupted. It was that nature the devil came to do what? To corrupt. The nature of holiness. The nature of God. The image of God. Let us make man after our image. In our image, after our likeness. Man after our image. Man after our likeness. These two words are so vital. If you want to see your true reality in Christ, you need to look at how man was created. The scripture says God breathed into man and King James used the word and man became a living soul. It is not a living soul. It is not translated a living soul. It is translated man became a speaking or talking spirit. That's the original translation. The original word there is that man became a talking spirit. Amen? A talking what? A talking spirit. So man is fundamentally, essentially, a spirit. The true you is spirit. You are a spirit. The spirit of God came upon the clay. To give you a body. And God breathed into man. When God breathed into man, he breathed his image. He breathed his spirit. Remember John 20? Jesus appeared before his disciples. And he breathed into them. And said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Did you see that? His breath. His breath came upon them. And he said it was what? The Holy Spirit. A spirit that is holy. A spirit that is what? That is holy. A spirit that is holy. So who is man? Man is a spirit that is holy. If I say man, I'm not talking about any man in the world. I'm talking about the man that is born again. I'm talking about the man that has made Jesus his Lord and Savior. So who? So let's use the word the redeemed. Who is the redeemed? Who is the born again? Who is a Christian? Is a man whose spirit is made holy. Hallelujah. So you are a man whose spirit is made holy. You are a man whose spirit is made what? Holy. Say with me, I am a man whose spirit is made holy. Through Christ Jesus. I am a man whose spirit is made holy. Through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That, that, is, that was the original intent of God for man. That was what happened in the Garden of Eden. Then the devil came and deceived man. And corrupted the spirit of man. Hallelujah. So now if you go to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 
verse 24. Ephesians 4, 24. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 23 and 24. So let's start from verse 22. It said that you put off concerning your former conversation, the old man, meaning that you, you removed the old man. The, the word conversation is the old nature. The old word nature. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to what the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, that is the spirit man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Praise the Lord. Your spirit man is created in the image and likeness of God. The image of God is righteousness. The image of God is holiness. The likeness of God is righteousness. The likeness of God is holiness. Amen? That is what God warned them in the Old Testament. That they should not make any graven image to represent him. Are you getting it? Because you cannot quantify the holiness of God. No image can represent the holiness or the righteousness of God. So they were forbidden to make any graven image to represent him. It was an instant judgment in the camp of Israel for any man to make any image and say, this is the Lord God Almighty. You will fall down dead. Remember, he warned them, that shall not take the Lord your God's name in what? In vain. The holiness of God in the Old Testament was very judgmental and it was instant. It was what? It was judgmental and it was instant. For example, the priest under the Old Covenant cannot enter into the presence of God even if he meets with a wife. Legally married, he will be struck down by the holiness of God, by the presence of God. It was forbidden. There were some things that we that there are some things that we do now under the old covenant. You will die. The likeness of God, the image of God, the holiness of God was so strong for any man to play with. So when God created man. He created man in, in that image. So man was to dominate, man was to rule over every living thing. 
The devil, understanding this, came and deceived man. And man lost that thing. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus did what? Jesus came. When Jesus came, not only did he restore man, he brought man into the original intention of God. That man is created in true righteousness and true holiness. The image of God, which is true righteousness, the, the likeness of God, which is his true holiness, man is made in the likeness and the image of God. True holiness, true righteousness. True holiness, true righteousness. That is the reality of the new man. This is an act of faith. Somebody said men should dress this way, women should dress this way. I said, if your dressing makes you holy, then those in the Middle East have no issue. They should all make it to heaven. Is that not it? Because they don't dress to reveal anything. They are women, you cannot even see their face. They are veiled. The, the, from head to toe, everything is covered. But we know they will end up in hell. Because holiness is a person. And righteousness is a person. Holiness is a what? It's a person. Righteousness is a person. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. It's a person. This is God talking. I know look at this when God made that statement remember he said let us he didn't say I'm going to make myself let who? let us so let us is the trinity let us is who? the trinity let us make man let us make man so when Jesus came we saw the reality of God Manifesting him. Let me show you something in the book of Colossians. Go with me to Colossians. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 10. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 10. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. Established where? In the faith. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. And then deceit. After the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. For in Christ Jesus dwells who? The fullness of God. The Godhead 
the fullness of God. So when Jesus came as a man, listen carefully, the fullness of God, the God had dwelt in him bodily. And any man born again is a type of Christ here on earth. That is what they call us Christians. That's what they call us what? Christians. So inside you is the Godhead dwelling. The Godhead is dwelling in you through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I know it will be difficult to understand this. But if, if, if you cannot believe this, then you, you can't believe that you are holy. You can't believe that you are righteous. The contention, the reason why most Christians will struggle with the powers of darkness in the area of sin is the fact that they have failed to believe that Christ is their holiness and Christ is their righteousness. And that Christ is dwelling in them. Christ is what is dwelling in them. And the scripture says the Godhead is dwelling in Christ. So the Godhead is dwelling in you. Hallelujah. Say it me, the Godhead, the Godhead is dwelling in me. Or oh, say it with confidence, the Godhead, the Godhead is dwelling in me. God is thrice holy. God the Son is holy. God the Father is holy. God the Holy Ghost is holy. That's the Godhead. Amen? And He's dwelling inside you. The thrice holy God is dwelling in your spirit. Hallelujah. The thrice holy God is what? Is dwelling in your spirit. It's in your spirit. It's in your spirit. So if you are not holy, then I don't know what else you are. I got it. If you are not holy, then you are a sinner. You are not born again. <laughs> if you are not holy, then you are a what? You are a sinner, then you are not born again. That is the truth. But if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Bro, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Amen. The Godhead is in you right now. Say so me, the Godhead, the Godhead is in operation right now in me. In right now. The, Godhead the Godhead is in operation right now in me. In God the Father is holy. Father and he is inside me. Inside God the Holy Ghost is holy. And he is in me now. God the Son is holy and he is in me right now. And by faith I am holy. I am righteous. By faith I am holy and I am righteous. By faith I am holy and I am righteous. That is who you are. Hallelujah. Let no man deceive you. That's the truth. It is faith. It is faith. It is faith. Now, Remember, we said faith is what the persuasion of God. It is the impartation of the Spirit of God. And Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-four, is saying that you have been made righteous and holy. 
that your spirit man has been created in righteousness and through holiness. Inside that scripture is the impartation of holiness. Inside that verse is the impartation of righteousness. Hallelujah. Say me, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. In Ephesians chapter 4 24, it says, I am made holy. My spirit is created in true holiness. I receive it by faith. I receive it by faith. My spirit is created in true holiness. My spirit is created in true righteousness. Hallelujah. I am not a sinner. Sin cannot dominate me. I cannot be under the control of sin. My spirit is holy. My spirit is righteous. And by faith, I am walking in righteousness. I am walking in holiness. Hallelujah. It is by faith. It is not by sight. It is not how you feel. It is not how you feel. It is not how you feel. Hallelujah. We don't walk by feelings. We don't walk by feelings. It is by faith. He impacted holiness into your spirit. He impacted righteousness into your spirit. And that's why the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the scripture says by faith we understand that the words were framed. You see that? An image was formed. The image of the words were there before God said, let there be light. An image of the word, the words were there before God created the words. Is that not it? So now, by the redemption work of Christ Jesus, the image of righteousness, the image of holiness was there before you were created. And now through the word of God, it has been impacted onto you. Hallelujah. Through the word of God, it has been what? It has been impacted to you. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Without faith, no one can be holy. Without faith, no one can be what? Look, I don't care how how pious you look, you can be obeying all the laws. If it is not of faith, you are in sin. So with that faith, no man is made holy. With that faith, no man is made righteous. So all those who are trying to dress to be holy, they are wasting their time. All those who are trying to go back to the Lord, to embrace the Lord, to be holy, they are wasting their time. Abraham was made holy not by works, by faith. He was justified not by works, by faith. Those days women just decently than now. If that could have brought righteousness, God would have gone through Sarah. To bring righteousness. Men were more decent those days than now. If that would have brought righteousness, God would have made Abraham righteousness by works, not by faith. And if in the days of Abraham, 
faith was needed for Abraham to be holy. If in the days of Abraham, faith was needed for Abraham to be righteous, it is the same today. When the scripture says, God has redeemed us from the curse of the law, that we might receive what? The blessing of Abraham. What is the blessing of Abraham? The righteousness that was given to him. The holiness that was given to Abraham. Law came. The law came for sin to be sin. For man to be aware of sin. And after the fullness of the law, grace took over. Hallelujah. Amen. You are born of God. And you have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. He says, you are born of God. Who is this God we are talking about? He is God Christ holy. He is God that is full of life, no shadow of tender. He is God that abides in the light. He is God whose throne is light. Hallelujah. Amen. I have noticed something this week. My wife and I were discussing something. Anytime you tell men not to do anything, the more they will do it. The more they will what? That is the law. That is what? The law. When God said, that shall not lie, the more they lied. That shall not commit adultery, the more they did it. Read the Old Testament very well. Read about the two sons of Jacob, uh, Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh. One joined himself to idol, the other one joined himself to prostitution. He said, leave Ephraim alone. Hallelujah. So whatever God told them not to do in the old covenant, they did it double. They did what? They did it double. It's human nature. It's human what? It's human nature. You tell your children, sit here. Don't go here. That's where they will go. You see how you are struggling with that here? He didn't want to go. The more he said don't go, the more he wants to go. The more is human is the fallen nature. Is the law. Hallelujah. That is why in the Old Testament only one commandment is given. It's a love. Do what? Love. Love one another as I have loved you. There's no that shall not, that shall not, that shall not in the New Testament. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you see, so in the New Testament, God tried to explain to us in the New Covenant, God tried to paint the picture of who we are. You are this. You are righteous. You are holy. So, so that we will navigate through that. We will do what? We will navigate through that. You are righteous. You are holy. You are pure. You are sanctified. You are just. Because God knows that in this dispensation, man can no longer go by the law, but by grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, 
And ye are complete in Christ Jesus by ten, which is the head of all principality and power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, before we go forward, I want to read this again to you. In that same Colossians, Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. We read Colossians chapter 2. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. And then verse. Let's start from verse 13 to 19. Verse 13 to 19. It says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? In whom we have redemption. So you will see that in the New Testament, God, the, what God wants you to become in the New Testament is what he was putting across. He was pointing everything God was saying in the New Testament, or he said in the New Testament, is whatever he wanted you to do, he wanted you to behave. In the Old Testament, whatever God told them not to was what they did. In the New Testament, whatever God says do is what we must do. And this is by faith. Praise the Lord. Now, so in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So you will notice that in the old covenant there is no issue like the forgiveness of sin. There's no issue of redemption. But in the New Testament, see, God is telling us about redemption and forgiveness of sin. So that man would navigate towards what? Redemption. Man will walk in the realm of the, the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And man will walk in the reality of the forgiveness of sins that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 15. Who is the image? Do you see the word image there again? Who is the image of what? The invisible God. The firstborn of every creature. Hallelujah. Now here, I think it is appropriate to go to Amplify. So that Amplify will amplify this more for us. Praise the Lord. So let's read this in the Amplified version. Colossians chapter 1. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians chapter 1. Give me a minute as I search this. <clears throat> this is verse 14. Colossians 1 14. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14 the New Living Translation put it this way it said Christ is in this, the visible image of the visible God Christ is what? the visible image of the invisible God so let's see what that professor says here look at what that professor says here he is the exact living image. 
the essential manifestation of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible, the firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign, and the originator of all creation. You see the words amplified use here? He is the exact living image. So you go back to Genesis 1.26 and read the original intent of God. Let us make man in our own image. In our what? Own image. And if you go with what Amplify is saying here, the exact living image. The what? The exact living image. Praise the Lord. So who are you? You are the exact living image of God. Hallelujah. Tell me, I am the exact living image of the living God. Or say it loud and clear. I am the exact living image of the living God. One more time, I am the exact living image of the living God. Hallelujah. The manifestation, the essential manifestation. So if you are the essential manifestation of God, what are you manifesting? Manifesting his nature, manifesting his character. His nature is holiness. His nature is righteousness. The day we will begin to believe that we are the exact manifestation of God, that is the day men will begin to experience true liberty here on earth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, to further assist us in this teaching, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 1 or let's, let's look at verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20, 26 all the way to 30. And I will add it to 1. And I believe we will stop here and continue next week. Watch here. For you see your calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh, nor many mighty, nor many mighty, not many noble are called. Amen? Now, this thing that we are talking about holiness, this thing that we are talking about righteousness, not all, not many men are called into this ministry. Not many. Even though the grace of God has appeared to all men, not many are called, not many have received it. Watch here. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. 
So that when a man believes in Christ Jesus, he is made holy. The wise will say it is impossible. So that if a man says, Jesus, I am a sinner, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, instantly he is made righteous. The system of the world will say that cannot be possible. The religious man will say it is blasph you are blaspheming. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. They said, now we know you have a devil. Did you see that? That's what Jesus said. Why was Jesus crucified? Jesus was crucified based on one simple truth. He said, I and the Father are one. I am a king. I came to redeem man from that. He said, this man has a devil. He, must, he said, you go and watch the passion of Christ. Are you Christ? Are you the Messiah? Are you a king? When he said, you have said it. And my kingdom is not of this world. The high priest in the he tore, he tore his robe or whatever he was wearing. He said, we don't need further evidence. Let's crucify him. For a man to say he is made in the image of God. For a man to say he is the exact representation of God. Is very blasphemous to the system of the world. But is the wisdom of God for your living. Is the wisdom of God for what? For your living. Praise the Lord. Verse 27. For God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The standard of the world. Verse 28. And base things of the world and things that are despised as God's chosen, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Did you see that? Things that are despised. For example, in, in the book of Joshua, we saw Rahab the prostitute that was despised of all men, good for nothing, becoming what? Righteous. The scripture said, by faith, Rahab the prostitute, if I say the harlot, received the spy, the ten spy, is that not it? But how did she do that? By faith. How did she do that? Did she stop the act of prostitution? She received them. The weak things of this world to confound the mighty. Hallelujah. The weak things of this world the weakness of this world. And that's why I said, let the weak say, I am strong. Verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him, verse 30, are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Christ is made unto you wisdom, righteousness, holiness, and redemption. If you believe that Christ is made unto you wisdom, and you cannot accept that Christ is made unto you holiness, 
And that by faith you are made holy. It has nullified the first belief system that you received in Christ Jesus. And it will bring you back to sin. If Christ is not your holiness, if Christ did not make you righteous, that he did not save you from sin. Please write this statement down. If Christ did not make you holy, then he did not save you from your sin. You are still in your sins. If you cannot believe that you are righteous, if you cannot believe that you are holy, then you are in sin. If you are not born again, you are in sin. Is that not it? If you are not born again, you are a sinner. Who is a sinner? A sinner is the man that has not made Jesus his Lord and Savior. So if you cannot believe that you are saved, then you are a sinner. In the same token, if you cannot believe that you are made holy, if you cannot believe that you are holy, then I can guarantee you, you are living in sin. A man who does not believe that he is holy in Christ, a Christian who cannot believe that he is made holy, a Christian who cannot believe that he is made righteous, is living in sin. And the wages of sin is death. Hallelujah. Faith is the impartation of God's spirit. The woman with the issue of blood needed healing. And she believed that when she touched the hem of Jesus, she would be made whole. 